you need to understand you're writing for that person. You're writing for whomever your audience is, that one, you know, identity. And always circling it back to why does it matter? Why should I care? Welcome to She Leads First, a podcast for female entrepreneurs who are ready to build a brand that will become a revenue generating machine. Hey guys, I'm Emily Sincata, a brand and business strategist with years of experience in both marketing and online product development. Each week, myself and my guests are going to share our own experiences and knowledge with you so that you can figure out exactly what about your brand is going to keep people coming back for more. You'll leave this podcast equipped with the confidence to tackle those big goals that are going to scale the impact of your brand and your bank account. It's time for you to embody that CEO energy and start leading first. After all, you're building more than just a business. You are building a movement. I am so excited to introduce you to today's guest, Johnny Cesario. Johnny is a multi-passionate entrepreneur, marketing expert, and co-founder of Scottsdale's Elevated Exchange, which is a premier network for high-level women who are fearlessly taking bold action in their life and in their business. Johnny and I had the pleasure of connecting in person at a event that we both attended in Scottsdale just a few months back and became very fast friends and very fast friends in business. And I'm so excited for you to get to learn from her today. Day. She is truly so talented when it comes to marketing and branding and copywriting and how those skills transfer into your website, which she builds the most beautiful websites for her clients. I cannot wait for you to learn from her and her vulnerability and everything that she shares. Let's head into the episode. Hello, 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 Johnny. How are you doing? Welcome to She Leads First. It's so good to be here. I'm absolutely honored to be on your show. This is, I just love you in general. So like, this is going to be just like a great time. I know. I'm so excited too. You guys, Johnny and I met at a networking event a couple months ago for the first time. And then we just got to see each other again, almost two weeks ago. I was like, was that last week? No, it's been a little bit longer than that. But she's a new friend and she's somebody that I met because she was wearing a really cute purple set, matching set. And I turned around, she was sitting behind me and I was like, I love your outfit and it's my brand colors. And then we just got along so quickly from there. And I decided, you know what, I got to hire you all the things. And here we are today. So I am so excited that our paths have crossed. For anyone who hasn't met you yet, I would love to just start with a soft intro for you. Can you just let everybody know who you are, what your company is, and what you do? Absolutely. So I am Johnny. I am the founder of Elysian Allegory. I do branding, web design, copyright, and dabbling into creating community spaces in the Scottsdale area. So I live, breathe everything everything like entrepreneurship, like everything uh, business and any way I can empower people like that's, I'm like the cheerleader. (laughs) So that's a little about me. I've been in business since like 2019 and have been going through every route in marketing, every route. I've tried everything. And now I'm like, I'm home. (laughs) I feel like I am finally home. I have a great sense of what I'm doing now. Oh, that's fantastic. I mean, it takes a while, right? Entrepreneurship is never, you get it right on your first stab. I feel like everybody has such a journey that backs them up. And it's like, well, first I did this, which led me to this. And then I got here. And now I think it's right. Like now I think I've got it. (laughs) I feel like there needs to be a disclaimer when it's like, yeah, your side hustle or this or this. And it's like, it will change you will grow and you will fall out of love with certain things and then just pivot in whatever feels right. And I felt like starting initially, I was like so set. I'm like, I am this. It's like the identity, right? Like I have like this. And then over time, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is no different than my corporate job. Like I'm just like resenting it. So yeah, naturally it's like evolved into something beautiful where I'm like, I mean, the beauty of like entrepreneurship, it's like I've hand selected what I love. And it's great. <laughs> but note the fact that like years of like starting off, like it really takes a long time just to one, figure it out. Let's be real. Everything on your own. And then on top of it too, to just find your identity and what feels right. 
Absolutely. And you are an expert in that now. And I can't wait to get into all the things branding and identity. And like you said, copywriting, very excited to dive into that and pick your brain there and give some good nuggets and helpful tips to our listeners. But I would love to know, because you said corporate career, where did you get started? Were you always in the marketing field? What was the point where you're like, "Mm, I'm not going to do this for you anymore. And I'm going to go start my own business. So actually, I originally came or moved to Arizona for my corporate job. I'm originally from Chicago. That's right. We bonded over the Midwest too, Midwest girlies. (laughs) And so I was actually doing inventory accounting. Yikes. I know. (laughs) I know a lot of numbers, a lot of spreadsheets, like supply chain, all the things. And I was good at it. But like on the flip side, I started noticing because I was in a different perspective. This was for, it was a really big salon and day spa and they were around the country. So I oversaw the, there's two primary salons. And so beauty industry, a lot of different, it's, it's different from being in salon versus like in the corporate office. So I noticed just like there was a different tone, different environment. And at first I was like, I'm going to climb the corporate ladder, you know, anything I do, I'm going to like totally do it. And then I just was noticing like, there's a lot of like this, like inner, like, you know, that feeling of like, this isn't right. This is, this doesn't feel good. Like, And just over time, I think that there was just so many little things that were adding up to the point where I was finishing my bachelor's in communications, marketing, and sales at ASU. And then I was like, well, you know, this is not good. It became a little bit toxic. And I'm like, I am, I'm going to go. And at the time, I'm like, I'm not really sure what I'm doing, but I know I'm not supposed to be here. And so that was definitely a leap of faith. Definitely a leap of faith because we went right into 2020, which was like, you know, COVID, all the things. So I really didn't know what I was doing at that point, (laughs) but it wasn't fulfilling. And I, and I was like at a really impressionable age where I was like, I just, I think I'm supposed to do this, but like this just gut feeling where I'm like, I don't think I should be here. And so I'm not going to try and force it because I kept forcing it and just resenting it and becoming this like kind of person. So it took the leap of faith and now I'm here. Here we are. (laughs) It always is a leap of faith in that moment when you're like, all right, I think it's time because you're, you're always waiting for a sign of like somebody to come and say, okay, go make the leap or you're ready. Go do this now. Everything's perfect, but it's never perfect. And it always feels terrifying. And I've quit several careers in my life now to get to where I am now. So it's a feeling I'm very familiar with. But I know a lot of people who are listening and who are in my community are still in a full-time job. They're working on their business as a side hustle right now. They want to make the leap, but they they're scared or they don't know if they're ready. And I'm curious if looking back now, if you have any advice or wisdom that you learned through how you did it, if you would recommend people take a leap of faith and jump before they're ready, or if there's some things that you made sure to have in place or looking back, you would now to make that transition any easier. Yeah. So definitely set up milestones or markers so that like as a marketer, you have to gauge what's ready. So instead of like, I think that in Putting the actual like inner knowing, you have a gut feeling. Instinctually, you know like what you want to do. I think that really works beautifully when you pair that with something, a goal, something tangible, something that you can measure. So, I mean, depending on your situation too, like this all is like kids, family. I was fortunate enough. I didn't have to worry about that. So if in fact you feel like you want to take the leap of faith, I think it's so apparent to one, make sure that it's your decision, not anyone else's. Because you get really caught up in the idea of, okay, I keep getting told this, like people are telling me to leave this, this, and this, but it's like, yeah, but then when you leave, you're the one paying your bills. You're the one supporting yourself. So you truly have to be very comfortable with, you know, how much can you save up? Maybe you have to scale back a lot. And that's something that you have to be okay with. But like, you cannot allow anyone externally <laughs> to make that decision. Cause I know that like, for me, I was like, yes, I'm going to have my own business. And at the time I'm like, I definitely should have probably brushed up on courses or more learning in the spectrum of the business side. Cause I had the skill set, I just didn't have the business. And then it's almost like throwing into the ocean and then trying to swim. <laughs> and 
if you have a corporate job or if you have a job, there's nothing wrong with having the two. I know really successful businesses who are also employed in a corporation or whatever, and they don't, they don't plan on leaving. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like if you have a job or a side hustle, like that's beautiful, like more power to you. I don't know how you're doing it. It's amazing. But I definitely feel like having something to measure is so imperative. So if that's like, okay, I'm going to make this much within my business, and then I can look at removing this, like quitting, that might make sense. Or sometimes we get into the idea of like, okay, if I'm going to quit, I am going all in with my business. And sometimes you might need a part-time job. You might something like, and that's the thing is like, there's no shame behind that. Like I, I mean, I've done that where it's like, or, or the means of like different ways to make money. That's fine. This, as long as it's not like long-term or you're like, okay, this is right now in the season of life, then there's nothing wrong with that. We're caught up in like the looking at like Instagram or online and it's like, oh, you have to be like this or like they have it all together or like they have the beautiful life. And it's like, yeah, but like in the background, like they might be working another job and that's fine because they're supporting the long-time goal. And I think it's been so glorified of like, just quit your job and go all in on your dreams. And people are like, yes. And then they do it. And then just like you said, you have a moment where you're like, the excitement's gone. And you're like, uh-oh, it's me and maybe some steps I haven't figured out yet to pay my bills. And that's all I've got to rely on. And then there's this panic that immediately follows that can make it really paralyzing to do business if you don't have some sense of safety there for you to fall back on to make the risky decisions that are inherently a part of entrepreneurship with having that safety backing you up. We need it. And so I love that you said, like, don't be afraid to get a part-time job either. I don't know why there is shame and stigma around that. But also, just like you said, there is that line of you have to know when you are holding yourself back by staying where it's too comfortable versus I'm doing a smart decision. I'm making a smart decision to have safety so that I can pursue my dreams. It's a tug of war. It's a line. Everybody's line is going to be a little bit different. But I'm so glad that you shared that because I think it is so true. And we need to be a little bit more honest about it because while entrepreneurship is incredibly glamorous on Instagram, the day to day is not always it can be a little scary. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. And I think that if it supports your long-time goal, like if there's a long-term goal and it's aiding to it, great. I think that everyone needs to come back to that with any weighing decision in life. So yes, it's really great right now. And like, yeah, quit your job. But on the flip side, long-time goal, like you said, there's a safety piece. Bills will be coming in. You have to survive. And you do that. And a lot of it too is like that, the lonely piece too. So it's like, set yourself up for success. It's as simple as that, you know? And whatever that looks like to you and your situation and family, like some people lean on other partners or take out a loan. Like it's totally what works well and best with your situation. And there's not a right or wrong way at all. Like at all. Absolutely not. We're all different. And that was something that I feel like I really opened up my eyes to as I started joining more and more masterminds in business where I was looking around and I was like, oh, most of these people had some type of support while they built their business. <laughs> that is smart. <laughs> like that makes sense. That's a good decision versus me. I was like, I'm going to just dive right in. I'm not going to have any safety net besides my savings, which I was, I did have the forethought to be like, okay, let's put a good chunk of money away for you to lean on. And I did have to lean on it. So I'm so grateful that I did that. But I really leapt and looking backwards, I've always been very open with people now of, I probably would have made a different decision to stay in my job longer because I put a lot of unnecessary stress on myself where maybe I could have just, you know, hustled and worked a little bit more, a little bit longer days while I still had my full-time job before going all in on this. But we learn and now we can share the wisdom with others. I want to dive into a story that you shared on your Instagram that I think is such a beautiful conversation and a good way for us to open up into this conversation around building your brand and your marketing and how it all goes into your copywriting. And it was this idea of turning your biggest quote unquote weakness into your superpower, into your greatest strength. And you shared about how a teacher once said to you, which is crazy, the dumbest one in the room, that that was who you were. I cannot believe that as 
a teacher, as an educator, somebody would say something like that. But I would love for you to share what the context was there and how you've brought this into the business you have now and in fact turned it into the business that you have now. It's wild to think that. Like I'm thinking about it and that story has just always been in my mind. And now I'm like, you know, older and like a second grader. Who says that? Like who says? And I went home kind of like, hey, mom and dad. I'm not going to say her name because I, who knows, but like so-and-so teacher like said that I was the dumbest woman, dumbest one in the room. And my mom, she's a really hot Italian woman. She's like, she said what? And I was like, yeah. My mom to this day will never forget this. I'm like, mom, you need to heal from this. Like I've healed from it. You need to heal from this. (laughs) My trauma mom and I've moved on. (laughs) But going back to like when I was growing up, I had a speech impediment. I was dyslexic. Like I highest test scores on everything. I went to tutoring after school. I did ride a short bus to my speech class like every weekend. I was like enthralled with all of these different types of additional learning because just to meet the status quo of where my classmates were. And so obviously superficially you're looking at me and you're like, okay, what is wrong with her? Because you can't really hear like I couldn't articulate what I wanted to say. It was so challenging just to even like get the words out and then to make rhyme or reason over them because my brain's over here. And then like, I'm trying to say something and it just did not correlate. So I watch baby videos of myself and I'm like, oof, what's wrong with me? <laughs> like, it was bad. <laughs> so naturally as a, I mean, you would think as an educator, right? Because I don't want to like shame her, but she looked at that. Clearly I could see, okay, here's the evidence. Like, yeah, she was a little bit slower, but like that did not equal dumb. That didn't equal anything other than it was really, really challenging for me to learn. Like it was like, oh my gosh. So I kind of stuck with that idea that like, I'm really bad at writing. I have an awful memory my entire life. And you almost start like realizing how your thoughts truly become like these like value systems that you put into your life. Because I realized like I went through this hardship about 2021 when I was with my ex who we were together for 11 years and we ended up breaking up. So, and that was actually, it was, it was bad. We were engaged and it took about an eight month, it's basically a divorce, eight months to finally separate with this man. But in that process, I hit rock bottom, like, ooh. And so I really had to look at like, okay, this isn't a, like, I saw reoccurring themes with where I was with relationships. And I was like, okay, he was definitely like the, I would say the archetype of what was really going on with my life. So in retrospect, I'm like, Signs were there, all the things, not even going to bring any light to him. But because of that breakup, I was able to really look at my life, my values, what I wanted to allow into my life, all of these different aspects of, well, Johnny, you got here. Now what? How did you get here? Because I know it's a two-way street. Like it's a, I've danced this dance. I can't look at people and say, well, okay, they're to blame. They're to blame. I'm like, no, I'm equally to blame because I allowed it. And like, I was a part of it. So I looked at the copy specifically because I was dabbling in everything marketing. I was really, really aware of it when I started doing like paid media. And I saw that the conversions were not good because I didn't offer copyright. So I'm like, you come with me, I'll run your ad we'll convert, we'll make money. Right. But on the flip side, you have to think of all the weighing factors to that. So like the landing page, the words, the offer, hello, the offer, (laughs) it's not every offer is good. I started seeing, okay, wow. First and foremost, communication. Wow. Like I was able to like tangibly see how good copy and really not so good copy could totally make or break these ads on top of it, causing people not to make money or lose money. So for me, I'm like, ah, this is what I need. Like, this is like my personality. I need the evidence to support it. So in retrospect, I really dived into it even more simply because I wanted to offer some solution. That's where I was trying everything. 
And the copy was truly because I'm like, no one knows copywriters. So I'll learn it myself. And I'm like, but you're stupid and you're slow. And I'm like, yeah, but like, it can't be worse than than what I've seen. You know, I've seen really good ads and I've seen really bad ads. So like, there's a mix. And like, you know, so I looked at that time in my life where I was like, okay, so all these quotes, all of these YouTubes, all of these things, if they are right, if they say that I can actually reprogram my mind, skepticism over here, then why not? Because I'm already at the end, like I'm, I'm at the bottom. So it doesn't really make a difference. I'm not going to do anything other than like sit here. <laughs> and so naturally I kept challenging it. I'm like, no, okay, we'll watch the way that we talk. Simply skepticism. I'm smart. I'm great at writing. I know what I'm doing. All of these things. And I'm like, I am really smart. What are you talking about? Like, so naturally, like fast forward, that is essentially how I got into the copy. I was in my own way. I was literally the only person making my writing or my reading abilities worse was me. Like that was, I kept reinforcing a narrative from second grade. And I'm like, this is wild. And I'm not saying like, okay, so Johnny, how did you do it? Okay. I just told myself I can do it. No, 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 no. God, no. A lot of, a lot of things, a lot of therapy, a lot of like interpersonal work. Like I went basically off the grid for two years, no consumption of social media. This was like, of course, my very like, I'm going to spearhead this one. Like, so I did. And I really, really took a look at like what I wanted to do in life, what I was, what really filled me. And like the copy itself, I love because I had such a struggle as a child, like articulating, communicating my feelings. I have a sister who's 18 months older than me who literally did that naturally. She is very loud. She's like, well, Johnny needs this. And I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, whatever she says. She was literally my microphone. And I'm like, I can't depend on that. Like I need to be able to express myself, to communicate my sales, my business, me, everything, my messaging, everything gets better if I know how to communicate. And naturally the copy just worked so beautifully with that because over time, the businesses that I've helped, the launches, the program, all of these like really awesome like projects that I've been a part of. I love presenting the copy to coaches and businesses because all of a sudden like it's like that teary-eyed moment where they're like, I couldn't have said it better. And I'm like, I'm like getting worked up just thinking about this (laughs) because it's just beautiful because I'm like, yeah, like I understand you. I know what you're trying to do and it's really hard for people to communicate. So as long as I get a really good pulse on that. I'm like, I will hype you up. I will talk about everything because it is a really hard skill. It really is. It is a hard skill. And it's probably the most needed skill for people to be able to develop to get their business out there. It's one of the main reasons that I'm in this business now too, is it was realizing that all the entrepreneurs I was helping through my previous job, they were all struggling to communicate what they did. And I was like, I can see your business. I can see your magic. Why are we not saying this better? Why can't you see it? But it's like when you're the entrepreneur, you're just too close to it sometimes that you need that outside perspective unless you're naturally really gifted at communication and copywriting, which is a skill, let's be honest. I mean, some people intuitively tap into it, but there is a skill to be learned there. And most people just aren't putting their time and energy there because they're building the business, because they're working on their craft. And so it makes sense. And so people like you are so needed. And I'm so glad that you were able to take what was a traumatic experience in childhood. I mean, big T, little T trauma, call it what it is, but... (laughs) a traumatic experience and really turn it around later in life. It's just so crazy how when you dive into entrepreneurship, these things that we maybe don't think have anything to do with our businesses, they come up and they're like, you're going to look at this. Like whatever it is, our our soul knows it's like, you're going to look at this and you're going to fix it in your business. Otherwise, it's going to keep playing out over and over again. I had, um, her name is Victoria she was on the podcast a a few months ago and she said like, 
building a business is just a relationship game. So anything you haven't healed either in the relationship with yourself or with others is going to manifest in every single thing that you do. Ooh, that is so good. And she is so right. Spot on. But it's a gift. I mean, entrepreneurship is not for the weak and it's because of this. I mean, when people say that, I think that they mean it because of the work. Like that's what they think that they're referencing. But I'm like, no, 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 no. Like the business building stuff is easy. It's figure outable. It's everything you have to heal in yourself to be able to do the business stuff. That is so tricky. That is the hard work. So you are doing it. I mean, this is it. And this could have been something that really held you back from something that sounds like you are naturally very good at. Maybe you have some things in life that made it harder for you to get to the skill, but it's it's there. You know it, you can see it. And you wouldn't be able to share it with other people if you weren't willing to go there. So we are over here, we are making progress, and I am so excited to see it. Let's talk a little bit about copywriting since we're on this subject. For the people who are listening and they're like, okay, I'm not good at it. <laughs> I know that this is me. Like, it's, <laughs> I struggle to talk about what I do. Obviously, we, you can't do their copywriting for them right now on this call. But is there anything that we can give to people in terms of some quick tips or some things to clean it up, even if we break it down into like content for social media first? What are some things that some simple tips that we can pass along to people for working on their copywriting? Just because you can write doesn't necessarily mean people want to hear it. And let me, let me, let me backtrack that real quick because I know writers who, oh, beautifully written, just eloquent letters, emails, all of the things. However, I think the biggest thing is you need to understand you're writing for that person. You're writing for whomever your audience is, that one, you know, identity and always circling it back to why does it matter? Why should I care? So someone is reading that. There is a person reading. And so you really have to be one diligent about their timing. So articulate what you're trying to say in a very cohesive way, I would say. And I think that that kind of cohesion is really good when you come, when you have someone with that skill set. If you are not skilled with copy, speak as if you were speaking to a fifth grader truly, because you have to understand that you're the expert. So if you can dumb something down, I say dumb it down, like make it super digestible. So I shouldn't read something and I'm like, huh? Because more times than not, if someone's confused, they might totally be your ideal client. They might totally be someone that might, might want to work with you or someone you can really make an impact with. And if they don't know what they're reading or there's a lot of confusion, odds are they're probably going to go somewhere else. And so being really diligent about the messaging, sometimes short is actually good. Like you don't have to write this like elegant story or whatever, depending on like what's the purpose, because there should always be some type of like, okay, what is the objective for this piece of content? If there's no objective, don't do it. Just, just don't do it. Like there's something, you know, like if you're trying to add value or you're trying to teach something or you're trying to launch or you're trying to like convert whatever that is. And then always circling it back to, okay, so what's this? If you're storytelling and you're trying to just build your brand, then, okay, that's a different piece of content than like me being like, Hey, I'm starting a new program. Sign up. Waitlist is open. Totally different. So try to identify some type of objective to why you're posting something or to why are you sending the email? We get hundreds of emails. And if you, you know, if you have your email on every list, like you get a lot within a few hours. So something as simple as that, where it's like, okay, I really want to respect the time of whomever is reading this. And I really need to get this message out, or I really want them to understand this. So try to do it in a concise way. Because one, we appreciate it. I mean, let's be real. Me and you are both on like email lists of other people. We really appreciate it. Like, tell me, I want to know about you, but like, we only have so much time in the day and it's not to be heartless, but I would say like really beautifully written copy doesn't necessarily convert because you're a good person. Like you have to have some type of like grabbing their attention the meat and potatoes of whatever you're doing. And then like the call to action and call to action might just be like, share your thoughts. 
help me understand this. Can you relate? Whatever. Bring people on the journey. So it's not a one-sided thing, you know? It's a community for a reason. So that's like probably the biggest thing is like staying concise. And it's so hard for people to do. And I, I, I put myself in that boat too. I can't tell you how many times I've like started writing an email or I've been making a carousel for Instagram. And I'm like, this is so long, Emily, put this away for 10 minutes, come back to it and cut half of it out because I guarantee you don't need all of these words. <laughs> I say that because we can all start doing that. Like it doesn't mean that I'm bad at copywriting because I have to have that audit. If anything, you can do the same thing. Look at your own posts and your own writing the same way of have that check for yourself. Before you hit post, say, I'm going to walk away for 10 minutes. I'm going to come back. I'm going to read it again. And I'm going to cut out the fluff because I was too close to it right now. But I'm going to give just a little bit of time so that I can look at this with clear eyes or have a friend read it. I So many times too, I look at my partner Moon and I'm like, can you just read this and tell me what felt unnecessary in it? And he'll be like, you lost me here. And I'm like, okay, great. I'm going to take this out. Sometimes you just need a friend. You just need someone to tell you whether or not you are making sense. I also love the idea of, like you said, dumbing it down. I literally remember sitting in marketing classes in college in business and they're like, hey, the average person reads that. I think it's a fourth grade level. And I was like, whoa, we've been out of fourth grade for a while. Like, but that is, that's really good to know. Because if you're trying to be so fancy, most people are going to just gloss right over it. It could sound beautiful, just like you said. But if people aren't getting value out of it, if they're not actually reading it, they're not going to get the value. But if it also doesn't make sense to them because it's in too fancy of language, what are we even doing? So I love your tips of like, keep it simple, keep it at, you know, a really easy <laughs> level to understand. And then also just make sure that they're getting something out of it. That's such a good gut check to come back to as well, no matter what you're writing of, what is the purpose of this? What do I want somebody to walk away from this paragraph on my website or this piece of content, having learned, having gained, and where am I driving them next? What's the call to action? And I love that you said it can be completely simple too, of just share your thoughts, engage in this community. That leads us right into the conversations of websites, which for some reason, are a little bit of a hot topic in the online coaching industry. <laughs> people are like, you never need a website. And some people are like, you should build your website right away. I'm curious to know from your expertise, being somebody who helps build these for others, and I am I know you work with a variety of businesses, so beyond just coaches, but for service providers, is there a stage where maybe somebody is too early for a website or is it the first thing that you recommend someone does? Personally, this is going to be everyone's wisdom if you don't have it because <laughs> this is based off my experience, my own personal experience. I think when you're just starting out, it sounds really great to have a website and you're like, look at me. Look, mom, I have a website. <laughs> it's not needed. I really don't believe that it is because let's be real, the first couple of years of business, you're still trying to figure out really what works, what doesn't. You're feeling things out. You're really, really shifting. A lot of those changes are happening in the beginning. So when you're locked down with a website and you pay a web designer to do that, it just, it's almost like you cringe because you're like, oh, it's not even me. But like, then you almost feel like you're confined to that too. Because it's like, well, but my website says that I do this. Or like, I offer this, so I have to. And it's like, you're locking yourself in. Whereas with the, it's beautiful because when you're online, if you're on Instagram, if you're on different like platforms, you really have a good pulse at like what you're doing, what you're putting out there. Who are you really talking to versus a website? I truly feel like websites are, first of all, they're amazing because also they're pulling in different type of traffic that you would with social media. So if you are, you know, having your actual content can rank on Google. So pulling in different like for me, I love talking to everyone and not just one platform. So that means I can have all of these different types of strategies to pull people into what I'm doing. Why not? Like it, we're going to start from the, like, no one's looking to possibly getting people on your website, new eyes, because you did something, because you wrote something, because you have a blog post. There's so many different ways to gain traffic and it's not just social media. And I think that when you're about maybe a few years into business. Or, I mean, if you are really clear with what you're doing initially, because some people, they have been doing coaching or if they've been, you know, having a service or a service provider 
for years, then this might not relate to you. So I think that probably about like two years in is a really good time frame to at least get something. I really like tracking. I love, I like it, you know, stuff in the background. So that at least you get a really good idea of who's landing on your website because marketing, who are you talking to? You're pulling data. Like we love, I love data. I'm like, tell me who I'm talking to. I'm a data so, girly too. <laughs> right. So like, get it. Like you need to, and that like having a website is like, oh, yes, I can actually get who's coming on here. And then on top of it, that can lead to like other like marketing funnels and whatnot. But I don't think it's necessary when you're first starting. And honestly, I don't think people typically have the, well, I should say they might have the funds, but I think that the funds could be spent in a very different pocket than a web design. There's some people I even turned down where I'm like, you're not even ready. Like I'm supposed to highlight you in the best light, but it's very challenging when you don't know who you are. Yes. Oh, I feel like you hit the nail on the head right there, which is why I always try to advise people in my world to not spend a lot of time on it. If you're gung ho on like, I'm going to make a website right now, or like you said, a lot of money, maybe don't hire the professional right away because you're going to change so much. This goes back to right what we were saying in the beginning of you're going to go through so much trial and error with your services even that they're going to be constantly changing until you it clicks into place. And so are you going to be either paying that web designer to go in and fix it every single time that you make an adjustment? Or are you going to be trying to do it yourself? Why not just have a landing page for what you need in the moment, a checkout link. And like you said, come back to it when the funds are there, when the time is there, when everything is settled. You validated me here because like I'm a little past the two year mark and I'm like, all right, I'm ready for a website. Like I'm looking around. I'm like, okay, I think I think enough is is solidified here. We're concrete. We know our brand. Like we know how we like to speak to people. It's a good time to start thinking about and getting a website up and running. So I love that. (laughs) So I'm like, yes, I'm right on schedule. (laughs) And I should add too, like the purpose of a website is to drive an action. It's not to look pretty. So like you said, you're, you're in a good spot where it's like, okay, it's time. I'm new. Okay. I'm going to have a website that sits there and I'm paying for it to sit there. And I'm paying for it to get designed. Come on. That's the thing. I'm like, who do you think is going to your website if you don't even have anybody to drive there yet? I'm like, what? Who cares if it looks pretty? Like nobody's going to look at it. Nobody's Googling you yet. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. I'm I mean, you. word being yet. Eventually we will get there. But for the time being, DIY what you can. And I mean, social media is so robust now that you can really get away without a website for a long time. But I do think that there is a threshold that gets crossed or a time where it's like, all right, now you should have a website. Now we really want to make your presence concrete. We want to build the authority. It makes sense to put the time and energy and effort and money to have it look professional so that your business matches, your presence matches where your business is at currently. So if we're not going to do websites from the get-go, I'm curious to hear your thoughts on links in bio where somebody should go to create one of those if that is what you think is the best option just thoughts around what to do in place of having a full website from the get-go. So I love links. <laughs> so I have like the mixed, like, yeah, mixed emotions with like Linktree or Milkshake or like all these different like landing page technologies. And the, the sure reason is because the data, like I want to own that. I want it to be mine. I want it to be my domain. Like that's it. And this is probably just a personal preference. So if you have that, by all means, it is still a great option. Like this is, <laughs> this is just my personal option. So I would say having, like you said, like a landing page. Okay. That's beautiful. Like you don't need a lot. I know that there's even like landing pages you can make with like, like MailChimp. And MailChimp is free up until I think like 500 contacts. So like you don't quote me because I think the landing page might be, but like, well, I don't know if you're on. But anyways, even if you do do that, I know that the investment behind it is not significant versus, you know, you go to these really big platforms, which might be a little bit out of the budget. So having something where I love put everything in one area, like I want to go one place and I want to see what are your offerings? How can I sign up for this? If you have any freebies, like, you can literally just have one page and just 
link all of your extras and like contacts and really the main things that you primarily send people like through your DMs or like email, whatever that is, put it all in one place. It's like your resume and there needs one place where I can go on. And so you have an option too, if you do want to do like, um, like a website hosting software, you can do that and just have one single page. That's exactly what I have right now at the time we're recording. Like you said, it's just, it's a resume. It's a little bit more than just like a link tree would look like. It looks a little bit nicer. I spent some time on it, but it didn't cost me very much. I purchased a template and then just customized the heck out of it to have everything that you can, you might want to join in my world organized in a really nice way. And it's been doing the job. I've been so happy with it until... Like I said, I hire you to make the full thing. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, first of all, you said templates. I want to like highlight that because templates are amazing. My goal in life is to make sure that you are successful and to help as many people as I can. Like truly right now, I'm telling you something that I don't offer. I don't do templates. Why? They're a lot of work just to set up and whatnot. However, there are so many awesome designers out there that have that. And getting a single page website, oh my gosh, just Google it. Truly, you can find it and the customization, just make it your own. Like, And they're very cost efficient. They work, they do the job and that's what we want. Like, Don't spend your time trying to reinvent the wheel or learning how to design. Or if you're like me and you're weird and you want to learn how to code, that was my little fun caveat because I was like, it doesn't do what I want. So I'm going to learn how to code. What? Who does that? I had a brief stint to that too. Oh and then I was like, Emily, what are you doing? I know. It's like, why? <laughs> somewhere else. <laughs> like one, be okay that you can do it. No, you have to literally like, no. I, I was like, no, I'm doing it. I want, I want it to look this way. That's so funny. I can so relate. But I love the practicality of these tips and the honesty with it because don't waste your time. Don't waste your energy. Do it the easy way, but make it look good. Like that's, that's it. Right. <laughs> and we can do it in a very cost efficient way. I want to shift the conversation in the last chunk of time that we have here to networking, because that is how you and I met at a, an entrepreneurial event. Now look at the connections that have unfolded. But I know that you have some exciting things coming up. I learned last time I saw you, I was like, you have what that you felt since the couple of months ago that I saw you? <laughs> Tell everyone about Elevated Exchange and what this new venture is that's unfolding. So Elevated Exchange is a beautiful networking community that just blossomed after we met. And by the way, networking is amazing. Let's be real. We both attended this phenomenal networking it's like a networking workshop day. Yeah. Thing. A little bit of a hybrid. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That Lori Harder puts on like every couple of months. And so she did say, I think it was like a list of like seven like actionable things that you can do post that day. Like, okay, you can do this, you can do this, but like choose one of these things and take action on it. And for me, I'm like, okay, well, I like, you know, networking like this is really cool but I didn't really like decide something like set in stone until later on in the evening when I got this DM through someone I met so again I met this woman who is now literally like the love of my life and I say she's like my business bestie Tracy Playhouse is like oh I love she's a powerhouse she literally I I'm so blessed because she came into my life at the perfect time and she is, she reached out. She's like, Hey, you want to do a networking, like ongoing thing? And I was like, Oh my God. Yeah, absolutely. Because we really, really love the connections that we made at this day. Yeah. One day event. Mm -hmm. Um, And we didn't want it to end. And I love that hype that you get and like that accountability because it's so easy to fall off after conferences, after events. It's like, I'm going to do it. And then like a week later, you're like, life. Normal. Mm -hmm. Life. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So she reached out and I was like, absolutely, let's do it. So that was in June when the event was. And then we had something on the books in July. And I was like, oh, she's really serious. Okay. It's like, we set a date. Now, fast forward, we are booked out for the rest of the year. We keep it very small. So it is an in-person networking group. We put it like 
we're really just doing this, whatever feels right in the moment. We just put it on Eventbrite. We're like, hey, throw it out there. People can sign up. We can at least monitor like the sizing because that was our big goal is we didn't want it to get big where it's not personal. The whole purpose of it is to make deep, meaningful connections with people. And it's really hard when it's a lot of people. So like we are really good at the small group. We can do big group, but really wanted to focus on those like, you know, people who want to be seen, want to be heard, really want to talk shop and possibly work through some things going on in their business. So we keep it at 20 people. And actually recently I opened up a wait list and now I have like, like 20 plus people on the wait list for the rest of the year. I'm like, huh? What? And it's so funny because like, I hate speaking in front of people. I was terrified. And I literally told Tracy that I'm like, I'll set you up. You'll be good. She's like, we're doing this together. And I'm like, <laughs> it's like no, 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 you get a mic. You're, you're going to speak. <laughs> I'm like, but you do so good speaking because she's been on stages all around the world. She's actually right now speaking in Vegas. Like that is what she does best. She's amazing. Like, which I'm so blessed that she's like in my space and like, she's so supportive and loving and just, oh my God, she's a beautiful human. And I'm like, I want to be around that. Like that is the type of energy I want to be around. And the way we curate this like beautiful space is one, so filling. It's fun. We really get people to break down like walls. Like there's people that go in there and we don't even know who they are. Like they come in from, they found us on Google. They found us on Eventbrite. I'm like, I don't, I don't even know who they are. And they leave with the best reaction, the best feeling. Like one person said, I've spent thousands of dollars on networking and <laughs> this is hands down the best that I have gotten. Like I feel so good. I'm like, yes, see, we love this. This is what we want. You know, we all need it. I think we are so starved for this in-person connection. I mean, one, just in general coming off of the last few years, but two, especially in online entrepreneurship. Like you just don't speak to that many other people often who are doing what you're doing in a face-to-face -face capacity. And there is something about sitting in front of a human and talking about what you do versus being behind a screen. Like this connection that we have right now is fantastic, but it's just a different level when you are actually in the room with someone and the screens don't close. You don't walk away after a 30 minute conversation. You're really in it together and you get to go into the nooks and crannies of what's going on, what's coming up for you. How are you feeling? Like something that came up for me at the last two events that we were at together was there was a point where we each got handed the mic to introduce the, ourselves. And I introduced myself every single day online. Like I have no problems speaking about who I am and what I do. But suddenly when I was in a room, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm nervous. Like, again, this is something that I got to work on. Like, why does this make me nervous? Like, oh, because it's real humans and everything is real. <laughs> but there's just these pieces of you that maybe get to stay hidden even that want to come to the service and be worked on or worked through, whether it's questions, whether it's a piece of imposter syndrome, you might not have known you were feeling that until you're physically in the room with other people, it just doesn't have a chance to be expressed. So I love that you are giving women the opportunity to come together in this way and have this experience. I mean, we know that networking is so impactful. Hello, it's how we're here today. Hello. These are, I'm assuming in the Scottsdale area. Is that yes. Where, yes. Yes. I got to move. For now. I'm oh, saying yeah. that for now. We literally don't know what we're doing with this. And like, it's the most beautiful thing because like, this is probably the most, oh gosh, I'm, I'm, it's, it's happening in the flow. I am in the flow with this. Truly, when I say the goal is not even clear to me, I'm just, me and Tracy, day to day, we're like, okay, course correct. We're going to do this. We're going to do this. This feels right. And it's like, we're just really presented these beautiful opportunities. We've been like connected to so many people where it's like, we want this to keep going. We need this. And we're like, okay. <laughs> like me and her are like, oh, it sounds cool. Yeah. I guess, I guess we can do this. Yeah. Like we're just having fun. We're like, okay. But that's what we're really good at. And like you said, it's, there's a different level. You can network online. That's not to say you can't. There's a different type of energy when you're in person. And I'm literally like, I'm reading the room. I'm reading people's body language. I'm, I'm like trying to connect with them because it's like what you're saying versus 
I'm reading something very different with your body right now than what you're saying. And so I'm going to probably give them some more love or I'm going to hype them up on their idea because at the end of the day, it's like we have the answers within us. We already know how to do things. And circling back to what we said in the beginning, if it's a technical skill, you're good. It's not a problem. You can figure that out. You can outsource it. You can learn it. It's not a problem. It's like the issues that are going on within you, which makes it so much more digestible when you're sitting in a room of people who are like, oh no, me too, because we all have the same problems. Like they all, they look a little different, but like we're all going through it. And it's so much easier knowing that like, okay, I'm not alone. So we think we are, but we're not. (laughs) Absolutely. That was the biggest takeaway that I heard from everybody who attended the first event of mine that I hosted earlier this year was they couldn't believe how everyone in the room had essentially the same fears or struggles or challenges that they were bumping up against just manifesting in different ways in each other's businesses and in everyone's individual businesses and lives, right? But it was so validating for everyone to look around and be like, oh, this isn't something inherently wrong with me. This is just part of the process. I'm okay. I can keep moving forward. And we all need that from time to time. No matter how strong, how independent we are, it's not that you need to go and jump into a room and cry in front of a bunch of people. You can. If that's what comes up, that's perfectly beautiful. And I hold space for that in my world. And every event I've been to with women holds space for that too. But it's just sometimes we just need that mirror of like, you're doing okay. You're doing it right. In fact, you're probably doing a lot of things right that you're not giving yourself credit for. But once you can see yourself reflected back in other people, you're like, oh, okay everything's fine. (laughs) Because you're going to fixate on the worst thing possible with what's going on. And then you forget all the really awesome things that you've already done. Like we forget to celebrate everything, really. All of our goals and achievements were like, okay, cool, cool, cool. But next, 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 this is what I'm worried about. And you're like, first of all, we're not robots. We're not like we're humans who are running business. Things will be coming up. It's totally normal. There's different seasons of life. You're fine. You're fine. As long as your trajectory is forward, you're doing so good. And I'm with you. I'm so with you on that. Like it just makes it so much easier when you're seeing it and you're like, I'm not crazy. Yeah. (laughs) I got, okay. Other people have this too, or they see it too. Yep. (laughs) Okay. So for anybody who maybe hasn't gotten to experience this in person, One, what advice would you give to them? And two, can you share a little bit of what your experience was like at what your first in-person event was? Terrifying, literally terrifying. My first in-person networking, I actually flew. I flew to a conference in San Diego. Stayed with, I I roomed with some random like person I met online, which she actually is here now and she's really great. Oh God, she's, is really like the best case scenario. But like, I was terrified because I was like, I don't even know what I'm doing. It's terrifying. But guess what? You're going to be an entire room full of people who are terrified. Who are terrified. Mm -hmm. Some people are really great at masking it, which was me. I was like, I'm the really chipper one. I'm going to be the one who's like cheering everyone on. And then meantime, I'm like going to a corner and just like crying. So I'm like, what's going on? This is really scary. So just know that my tip is really love this. Just this is business life networking. If it makes you really uncomfortable, do it. Like if that means you're going to go up to someone randomly, like, and speak to them, do it. Odds are probably have to talk to them for some reason. There's some connection there. I've done that. I've been that weird person where I'm like, hi, do we know each other? And they're like, no, I'm like, okay, sorry. I was like looking at you for like, like minutes. Okay. And I didn't want to be creepy. But I just wanted to make sure like I might not have known you or you know me. It was beautiful. Now we're friends. We're great. It's it's beautiful. But that real authentic, like just be yourself. Like don't be anybody else. That is your gift. Like it totally is. Like, and don't try to mask it or mute yourself. Like just be you. Like be weird. I love that. Like that's me. I'm like, if someone doesn't like it, that's fine. Like I'm not here to please everybody. And I'm okay with that. I'm okay with like, not everyone like loving me, whatever. But like, I can stand tall at the end of the day, knowing like I was me. And that's what's going to build your brand. Like that's what's going to build your business. Just be authentic to you. And naturally, like 
people will gravitate towards you just because like it's that sense of comfortability or like she really is empowering just because she's, she can't stand in her truth, you know? So be yourself. Like, don't try to intimidate or not intimidate, impersonate like somebody else or, and at the end of the day, everyone's terrified. I don't care how many times you do it. I still get terrified and I host events. Okay. I get terrified. I'm like, oh my God, what am I doing? Why am I here? Is my hair okay? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's so true and such a good thing to just really emphasize that everyone is terrified. And like you said, some people are better at masking it than others. And so you're going to look at some women in there and be like, how is she so confident? Like, how is she so perfect? How is everything so put together? But one, she's probably put in a lot of reps. Like she's probably put herself in a lot of rooms like this before. So it's practice. She knows how to calm herself down. Like she knows how to get grounded and settle into a space just faster than you do at this point because you haven't practiced it the same amount that she has. Or two, like you said, she is nervous. She just is better at hiding it. Or maybe you are the same way, but just outside looking in, you can't tell, <laughs> right? So I think whatever unfolds at events is exactly what needs to happen for you, whether it's you get triggered, whether it's you have a weird conversation with somebody, whether you walk away feeling totally validated and totally confident about you know what you brought to the table and how you executed. There's this magical thing that happens when we meet in person where I really believe that you always get exactly what you need out of the interaction. So just know you can't do it wrong. And like you said, especially if you go in with the intentions of just being yourself, connecting and learning. Okay, Johnny, this is such a beautiful conversation. I have enjoyed this so much. And I feel like I could talk to you for like 10 more hours about all the things. But for those who would love to connect with you further and learn more about Elevated Exchange and these amazing events that are being hosted and the upcoming ones in Scottsdale, and who knows, maybe further out in other locations coming up soon, where is the best place for them to connect with you? So the best place for Elevated Exchange is right now, follow us on Instagram. We're doing Massey Action. We don't have a website. Elevated Exchange with two E's, all one word. And then you can always feel free. I'm like, I'm on there. That's literally either me or my personal, which is Johnny Allegory. Allegory, A-L-L-E-G-O-R-E-Y. Why? (laughs) But yeah, like that normally I, at this point, just try to stay up like post any updates on the story, share a lot. Like here's the marketing. You got to know it like seven times before you take any action. That's me. I'll make sure like whatever is going on or whatever new news, like I'm going to drill it because I'm like, no one's going to see it. Or there might be one person that sees it after like seven times. So yeah, I try to keep posted there. That's just, that's the home I'm at right now. I love it. Well, as always, you guys, we will link that all in the show notes so that you can go find Johnny, say hello, connect with her, learn about her upcoming events. Johnny, thank you so much for coming on. Oh my God. Thank you so much. It was an honor to be here. Truly. I'm so grateful that you asked me to be a part of your show. So I like truly thank you. Well, I am so grateful for you for being here. All right, everyone. That is it for today's episode. I will see you in the next one. Hey, before you go, I've got two quick things for you. Number one, I want to say thank you so much for being here. It truly means the world to me that you choose to spend your time here listening to these conversations, tuning in with me, soaking up all of this information and everything that we are going through together. I cannot express how much gratitude I have for you for being here on this journey with me. With that said, number two, the second thing I have for you is I want to make sure that since you're here, you have my phone number. Seriously, I have an inner circle daily text list where every single day, Monday through Friday, I send out a positive affirmation or a journal prompt or something I've been thinking about, or even an aha moment that has completely shifted my perspective that I want to share with you too. So you can share in on everything that I am working on to grow and continue evolving and continuing to be the best version of myself. I want to share those things with you. And the best place to do it is through this inner circle daily text 
Facts list. So if you want to get on this list, if you want to receive these messages from me, and again, yes, it's really me. It's coming straight from my phone. What you need to do is text the word community to my number at 213-606-3853. Again, that's the word community to my number 213-606-3853. 3853. As soon as you send me over that tax, I will send you a message back with the quick details to officially register for this Inner Circle Daily Text List. And once you are all registered, we are ready to get to texting. The messages all go straight to my phone. I see all of the replies. I look at them. I send you messages back. So it is such a great way for us to connect and continue to work on our growth together. So go ahead and shoot me that message ASAP so that we can get connected.